Episode 51, Sherry Alexander. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. To mark our 50th episode week, we are giving away a copy of the number, my number one best-selling book, The News of Success, to everyone who gets on the Facebook Awaken Your Alpha page, likes it, give us a simple private message, share, tell your friends, and I hope to speak to some of you this weekend about the Alpha Way Intensive Men. Get to the podcast! Cherie Alexander here today. She is a professional speaker, corporate trainer, speech coach, and writer, influence junkie. Her clients have included Fortune 100 companies, CEOs, politicians, NFL player, Emmy award-winning executive, ESPN announcer, and many others. She's interviewed CIA agents. I'm sure they're a very interesting lady. Um, so before we get going too much, Cherie, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely. Always. Let's do it. How on earth did you get into this line of work? Once I discovered this uh, passion and, and interest in the world of influence, my basic thing, like I had studied all these psychology papers, and of course I read Robert Cialdini's book on influence, where they do all these different psychological experiments, and, and there's all this really great information out there about influential theory, about how things happen in the lab, which is great and provides information, but it just wasn't enough for me to understand how do I put this in real life? Like, where is the real world application where this comes into play? And so then I just asked myself, well, who's really influential? Who is the rock star at meeting a stranger, developing a connection and influencing that person? And that is what began the journey of me ultimately personally interviewing CIA field operatives who have to turn somebody into wow. an asset for the country. That is as cool. well as yeah, <laughs> very cool. And uh, hostage negotiators where obviously their words matter greatly, life or death situations. And uh, trial attorneys, as well as con artists, even pickup artists, <laughs> um, and a wide variety of other people who I just thought of like who is it that their words matter in a critical moment and who is really skilled at using their words in those moments to get a specific end result. And so then that's what led to this entire project of observe connect influence. And where I, what I say is I bring the dark arts of influence into the light. So <laughs> all of these clandestine worlds teaching those exact same techniques for business professionals, uh, entrepreneurs, anybody who's, wanting to raise money for a foundation like there's something wrong when a con artist knows more about influence than somebody who's trying to create positive change in the world and i want to change that that is brilliant so i mean it sprung to mind straight away as soon as um people find out find out what you do are they very careful about what they say to you and sort of, <laughs> i'm getting a bit concerned myself now <laughs> I'm like, so, I don't want, I'm giving up, I don't want to give off any weird messages here. So just, just cover your face. I'm just going to sit, arms, arms, I can't even sit arms crossed because then I, you know, there's all sorts of issues there. So. so yes, I get that pretty much always. And the dating life is very interesting because of it. Um, <laughs> but what I find interesting about that is 
I just simply acknowledge the fact that I find influence interesting. Yeah. But everybody is trying to influence somebody at pretty much every moment of their life. You're trying to get people to listen to your podcast and buy your services and buy your book. The, if you ignore the fact that you're trying to be influential, then you're an idiot. And anybody who's talking to you who doesn't realize that there's some influence in play is, is they're fooling themselves. Yeah. So I find it interesting that all of a sudden this self-consciousness comes up when somebody acknowledges I am skilled in influence, you know, I, yeah. I find that fascinating. I don't have an answer to that, but I think it's interesting <laughs> that that occurred. But so to answer your question, to, to appease you, yeah. um, I'm, I'm interested now, like in the first, we've been going about three minutes. What, what am I giving off? I wish we shouldn't have gone with video. We should have just gone on the phone. I feel like you can see me, but now I feel right. No, no, no. I, well, I mean, for the most part, here's, so here's the thing is the first step of influence is goal setting of, of having an objective in mind. This is yep. where most people go wrong is they think that influence just occurs in, in a vacuum. Like it just spontaneously happens. I was actually on a client call yesterday and he has this really important meeting coming up within his corporation where basically a lot of restructuring is happening and he's just very stressed and nervous and, and I mean, very overwhelmed. And so the first question out the gate that I ask him is, well, ideally, if you were a wizard and you could wave your magic wand and exactly what you wanted to have happen, happen, what would that be? And his first response, as is with most people, is, good question, I don't know. Yeah. We are so clear about what we don't want, but we are not clear about what we do want. And that's the first step that influencers are good at is being very clear about with CIA operatives, for example. They are very clear about we need to know. Yeah, I bet they're really like mm, on after focused, something. Yeah. Very focused about what pieces of information they need. And so in situations like this, I, I say, I don't know, did you ever watch the movie? Um for love of the game with Kevin Costner, the baseball film. No. Oh, when, oh, is that the one? No, is that? No, I'm thinking of field of dreams where he builds a baseball. Film. Yeah, no, this That's one's cool. later on. Uh, but basically he, I can't he remember it. Yeah. It's okay. It's one of his many baseball. Films. But <laughs> in the movie, he's, he's a pitcher. And one of the great scenes in there is he's standing at the mound and you know, he's in like Yankee stadium where, I mean, the crowd is just huge and there's all this noise and just, everybody's yelling at him and, and he has to focus on what he's about to do. And so what he says, I'm pretty sure it, the phrase is like, he turns off the mechanism. So he, or he turns on the mechanism where <laughs> he just can focus and zero in on the batter. And so in conversations like this, I don't have an objective with you. So my mechanism isn't yeah. turned on. Ah, now, we were, Tell me if we, you turn it on yet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a sign. I'll give you a sign. <laughs> So yeah, I, but the but the skill in that is knowing how to turn on the mechanism, know that the mechanism is there, and then being able to turn it on and off uh, at will. Okay, brilliant. What's uh, your alpha origins? Where are you originally from? Because I know you're coming from us today in Los Angeles, but you're not originally from there. What's how do you get from <laughs> little Cherie to mess, <laughs> messing messing with CIA operatives and James Bond type people? <laughs> that is cool and it's like it's not a path well trodden really right so i'm an oklahoma girl i'm an okie so that's that's in the middle of the united states for for those elsewhere who are listening in just somewhere in the middle it's somewhere people like me we we know california then you know like I new know. york 
And then I, I know Michigan a little bit, and yeah, and Mexico's down there, and then it's like the middle. <laughs> no, we're, we are what, what people term, and I hate, but they call it the flyover states. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit yeah, rude, isn't it? Uh, it is. I wouldn't, I, I I wouldn't say that. No, I, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Oklahoma, which is like dead center in the U.S. And uh, so, and it's interesting because I only within the last year, maybe even six months, did I figure this out of this sort of origin of how did some chick from Oklahoma start messing around with CIA agents, yeah. as you put it. Um, and so I, I grew up um, not, I wouldn't say poor because I know people were in worse situations than I was, but borderline. Like if yeah. we had one bad day, it was going to hit the fan. Um, and so money was a very difficult, dark thing in my life. And because I knew that I didn't have the resource of money, like all the other kids, mm -hmm. I subconsciously developed this skill to use my wits and, and be able to work my way through situations and be able to negotiate my way through things where other people had to pay, then I would be able to barter or whatever it was. And so because of that, it developed into just the skill set of being able to be skillful in, in presentations and communication. And then I was, I was actually a, an actress for a number of years. That's why I thought oh. I wanted to do since the age of 14. Actually lived in London for a period of time, went to University of London. But then once I got, once I left school and then I had my aha moment of acting was not what I wanted to do, AKA breakdown. Um, <laughs> so did you move to California before or after you'd given up no, on it? after long after. okay because it's weird yeah. that you've ended up in los angeles which is kind of that's the place to be for that sort of thing i know actually i always avoid this is so ridiculous but it's true so whatever we're going <laughs> um i always avoided los angeles and california because i was actually about 30 pounds heavier and i just assumed oh you're you're too fat to even attempt la yeah. the theater will take you because you could be maybe like a character actress but, but yeah actually i moved out to la only two years ago basically because I wanted to, because I saw more opportunity. I saw, I liked the, there's a good entrepreneurial vibe out here. And yeah, definitely. We were talking to my, my buddy, uh, John Romanello, who you interviewed not too long ago on a two-parter. Uh, he's out here as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, using this skill set of not having the resources of money, as well as learning stage techniques, I got a, a real job after my artistic breakdown yeah. <laughs> and while I was at that job I constantly was being asked by my superiors to help them with this upcoming presentation deliver this presentation and within the first six weeks of landing it was a PR gig within the first six weeks I landed them the largest account they had ever seen or they had seen in five years whoa so I knew I had something I just didn't know what it was and yeah. it took a few years to realize and put all the pieces together with definitely with, that's the hard that's the hard part and that's like I saw a lot of people in, in, well in, including myself it's that's what this show's about listening to people's stories and that it is that's the hard part trying to awaken your alpha because it's in it's in everyone it's just you might not be quite doing what you should be doing and it's not going to be there you, yeah right right well and that's one of the reasons why I love I mean I'm highly passionate about communication and influence in general but it was another realization not too long ago that you know, relationships can come and go. Your bank account can be full and it can be empty. 
But the one thing you pretty much will always have in your life is words Mm -hmm. and the power that you have and the control you have with those words and how you say those words will always be with you. And if you are skilled in that area, then you can convince people to see your vision, convince people to be on board, convince somebody to marry you, convince, (laughs) you know, like you can be convincing and it, I, there's no way that you're not, you're not an island. Nobody's an island. But the way you build up your community is with the power of communication. Definitely. Brilliant. Okay. What is one of the crappiest jobs you've ever had? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It wasn't a crappy job. I was crappy at it. Ah, Um, I I was a waitress one summer and uh, it was at a country club, which I thought was a really smart idea because they're rich people. But then the agreement... (laughs) (laughs) it's been years since I've thought about this. The agreement was that we actually got paid like a good wage, but we didn't get tipped. Uh. So at the time I thought, Oh great. I don't have to worry about tips. Bad. Like you gotta go for tips. Yeah. Um, Plus I, I think I was like, what? 17 at the time and at the country club, no tips, but the older rich guys totally feel fine flirting with you and sometimes inappropriately touching you. So uh, that sucked. Yeah. And I was bad at it. So I quit <laughs> after that summer. It's terrible. This is our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? So one of the first ones, without a doubt, if not the first one, was a, a fellow speaker and author named Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L. Okay. And he is a, he's a blind man who he lost his eyesight in his twenties due to a a degenerative disease. And he built a television network. So if that doesn't right there, tell how amazing this man is, then I don't know what will. In addition to that, he's, he's written uh, one or two New York times bestsellers. And just just one or two. Yeah. Just, just one or two, you know. <laughs> and uh, he and I met through the National Speakers Association, which is the association I joined to learn this world of public speaking. Yeah. And he saw something in me that um, there at the time the chapter had an award of the, I think it was like the Up and Coming Speaker Award yeah. of the Year, or whatever. And with that award, you got mentorship with Jim Stovall. Ooh. And he said that I was one of the very few that actually took advantage of it. I mean, I was calling his office once a week and we were seeing each other once a month. I oh, wanted brilliant. to do everything yeah. I could. <laughs> Link to that then. Um, was there ever a time when you really felt like you, you brought your A game, whether it was winning that award and getting mentorship with him, where you thought like you'd performed up to what you thought you was capable of at the time or even beyond what you thought you was capable of at the time where you thought, I've done pretty good here? Yeah, so... I am, I, I've been in the speaking business for almost a decade now, and I still get nervous before I speak. Just it, it's a good kind of nervous, but yeah. it, I acknowledge that it's there. I'm not so egotistical that I'm like, no, this is easy to walk <laughs> in the park. No, because, and the reason why I have that nervousness and anxiety is because I have the bar so high in my head of, I want to make a change in these people's lives. I don't yeah. care how I look while I'm doing it. I just want to get those light bulbs in their eyes. And so there's been, I'd say definitely one big way. I love, I love converting the skeptical. So I got a testimonial recently at a a company that I spoke as a financial firm 
And the guy wrote, um, you would not have found a bigger skeptic than me in the audience when I heard we were bringing in a communication specialist <laughs> like, to speak at our conference. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he wrote, uh, and I was sold within the first 10 minutes and loved her program, loved the content. It's actionable, just raving reviews. So anytime I get those guys. We're going to mix it up a little bit here. This is the yin-yang round. So I'm just going to hit you with some sort of 50... 50 options and uh, just you have to make a decision <laughs> all right all right okay so don't think about it too much no right. mi no mind tricks from you okay okay all right. <laughs> you're not the droids you were looking for okay. <laughs> p90x or insanity oh p90 hated insanity hated it <laughs> i like it I, I, like, both. I like a strong opinion good like yeah. it. So I no it. sean t for you then no sean t no. Anytime I've hired a professional trainer, and I've hired quite a few, I say, I don't jump and I don't run. So, <laughs> so yeah. I don't do Sean T stuff. Schwarzenegger or Sly Stallone? Schwarzenegger. Got to. Yeah, I mean, the man's story and background. I listened, if you haven't yet listened to his podcast uh, on, sorry to, to mention another podcast. No, no, no. Really worth it. You okay. can mention all you want about Schwarzenegger. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, on the Nerdist podcast. Uh, he was interviewed by Chris Hardwick and it was shockingly interesting from a business perspective yeah. of where he went, not just the physical thing, but his business mindset. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, really well, he's, he's the goal. I want him on here. I just, I think if I mention him enough, he's, <laughs> I mean, if you do enough, enough, if you do enough sexual favors for Roman, then maybe you might have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Roman was on. His, his, his title should have just been called Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mate. That's it. <laughs> Would have been enough. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, if you was getting into a swimming pool, or from a hot tub, I should say, uh, diving or cannonball? Dive. dive. I feel like I look better. Yeah, I'd say. I didn't see it. Cannonball is kind of for certain situations, I think. Plus, with I mean, typically uh, as a girl, you're wearing a bikini. Yeah. Like, major wedgie issue. No, yep. not good. Angry bull elephant, big one, or rhino. Angry elephant. Yep. Or rhino. Yeah. Both angry. I'm gonna go with elephant because if I die, at least I gotta see the pretty elephant. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say something along the lines of some, you know, because in cartoons and stuff, some elephants are kind and nice, even if they're angry. I don't know. No, they can do damage. Oh yeah, they're sure. all they're all yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're on foot next to them things, they are huge as well. The scary dudes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're pretty much to the alpha round, but I just wanted to know, I want to get, this is a chance for you to sort of give us your tips, us simple men. What yes. sort of tips can you give us um, to get a little bit more influence without, you know, hopefully they will use it for good, but again, all you can do is give us the information, I guess, and hope. Right, um, right, yeah. I, well, there might be some CIA or MI5 people listening in, they might get some more <laughs> tips, but what, what things can we do to influence or what, what common mistakes do you see men making like, all the time? Like, what do I, what am I doing wrong? No, 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 no. It's not. Okay. okay so that's, that's one of the first lessons is it's not, there's no right or wrong. There's no okay. good or bad. It's just always through the filter of, is it effective or ineffective? Because what may work with your wife may not work with your coworker. Yeah. Like what triggers her into a happy state may not work with somebody that you work with. Um, so 
yeah, the tech, you need, that's why you need the plethora of techniques. So, so there's a huge thing is linked to obviously reading the situation like you've just mentioned, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. right, exactly. So um, with that, I'd say pay attention to, body language is a really good one to start with, but I like to link it to what is their body language with what they are saying and to look for what I call keywords. Mm -hmm. So keywords are usually things that I, they identify themselves as. So the fact that you identify yourself as alpha and strong and fit and entrepreneurial, like these are all keywords that I might use to leverage if I wanted to influence you in some way. Like, you know, oh, I know yeah. as an, yeah. So I'm if just, I say, now you're just saying it, I'm just thinking, yeah, <laughs> what do you want me to do? I like this. this is good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So if I wanted to influence you to help me out with a, the, a book I'm promoting or yeah. something like that, I would probably preface it by saying, I know as an entrepreneur, you understand the, 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 you know, the feeling of being alone in a certain project and you really need to build up your community and have your friends. Mm -hmm. I'm reaching out to you right now because I kind of need that right now as well. Like I, I preface that that's known as priming of yeah. as an entrepreneur, I used your keyword yeah. and then I went with my influential intention. So uh, identifiers are keywords as well as their dreams and goals. So like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm sure your readers know or listeners know yeah. is um, he wants to buy the jets someday. <laughs> so if somehow I could link my influential intention to his dream of buying the jets, then I'll do it. Um, so understand your, your marks and I call them marks, your marks, <laughs> dreams. Are you visions. sure you're not an assassin or something? <laughs> I'm quite concerned. I will never tell. <laughs> See, that's what an assassin would say as well. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, oh, values and beliefs. So if there's something that you hold dear, like if family is more important to you than your entrepreneurial endeavor, yep. I need to figure out what is the hierarchy of those values. Um, and so if you can, within those three categories, look for those. Now, how do you figure those out? One, sometimes it's freaking obvious. So let's skip that one. The other is when they say those things, their body language lights up is the easiest way to describe it. To break lighting up down is if they lean in, if their eyes get bigger, if you see more of the whites of their eyes while they say certain words, if they get a little bit more of a smile, either with their mouth or get the, the wrinkles in their yeah. eyes, that, that eye smile, then, and also their, their voice will get a little bit louder when they say those keywords. So that's how you can identify those. And then honestly, one of the best ways and easiest ways to become influential is being able to pick out those, those keywords and then attach and connect your influential intention with it. So uh, that's the quick and easy tip. So how this applies to men specifically, because you mentioned men. Yeah. I'm totally going to bring it up. So uh, uh, I, going out on dates and things, I find that men tend to think that if they compliment the woman's looks, then that's just a home run. Like, oh, you're so beautiful, <laughs> your hair's so great, your eyes blah, are so blah, pretty, blah. <laughs> mm, you got that thing going on, like all that stuff. <laughs> like they, they think that that's just the, and so that goes back to effective or ineffective yeah. for some girls that may be highly effective for me as an, just as an example, yeah. if you compliment my wit or my intelligence or my, you know, business ability yeah. or whatever, you will see me light up a hell of a lot more than if you mentioned my hair. Yeah. So that's one thing just to give you a real world example of how men specifically 
could use it than uh definitely anywhere. yeah if they're not if they're even if it works 90 percent of the time but then they're doing whatever they usually do and they're not reading the cues and seeing the person like half asleep or whatever then right. yeah right yeah exactly like i'll ma i'll maintain eye contact longer when somebody mentions like if i'm articulate and then if they mention the looks thing like too many times, I actually start kind of to look, look down in a way like, oh, thanks. That's not, you know, I kind of get bashful yeah. about because yeah. for whatever reason, it just doesn't either resonate with me or I've got self-esteem issues. I don't know. One or the other. <laughs> but either way, it's effective cool. or ineffective. Man, that was some useful stuff. I got a lot out of there and I'm sure everyone yeah. did. So brilliant. You are to the alpha rounds. This is where we're going to get your... I don't know what that is. I'm excited. <laughs> See, it sounds good. Doesn't it? Exactly. This if, you're, my... if you put up the video, you will have seen a keyword thing. Like I just literally <laughs> jumped up and down. Like, that's awesome. I'm going to try and cut that into the video. Awesome. I'll Do try. it. Um, so this is where you're going to give us all your tips, resources, and just cool things you do or use to keep being productive and being awesome. So we're going to start that off, no pressure, with yeah. a book recommendation for us. One I mentioned earlier is Robert Cialdini's book, Influence. That's usually the go-to when anybody talks about influence. It is really good. I mean, it's the Bible, basically. Yeah. Um, but one kind of lesser known, I'd say, is what everybody is saying it's about body language from a former fbi interrogator called joe navarro n-a-v-a-r-r-o he's written a number of books but uh, so far that's my favorite and it really breaks down body language in a really good way awesome yeah because i think my knowledge of body language kind of i feel like i got this bit of information probably years and years ago you know stuff like arms folded, closed body language, and mirror. And, I got that right. about 10 years ago or whatever, and it hasn't improved barely, I don't think. Not that I'm <laughs> conscious of. I'm sure I have improved with it, but I don't. Right, right. Well, let, let's, because I want to give your, your listeners value. Um, so the problem with that is, and anytime I see those body language charts online of like 10 of the best body language mm -hmm. postures or whatever, I just want to scream, go kill yourself. Like, I hate it because that's not bo reading body language. Body language is about clusters. Mm -hmm. So it, body language is a language. So one gesture, one posture is one word. But the only way that word has full meaning is when you connect it to other words in a sentence and a paragraph mm -hmm. and a story. So if you see one signal in body language, you need to attach it and look at the context of okay, but what, you know, what's the torso doing? What's the head doing? What's the face doing? And then expand it further into the full story of what's the situation, what's the dynamic, what's the room temperature, what, you know, all of these things play a factor into communication. So I just want to let everybody know, ignore those charts, they're yeah. full of crap and go. I love down. that because, yeah, it just always seems so basic. And I kind of think, I know there's more to it. And it just seems, it just seemed just way too simple and just rubbish. I just, I just thought myself, what does it mean? Because I always, I feel myself starting to do it now. I lean my head sometimes and I just think I'm like a Labrador. What does that mean when I like, yeah, <laughs> what does it mean exactly? Is there an official one or is it, does it have to really be in a sentence? So generally speaking, um, the way when you <laughs> tilt your head like that, like the Labrador where their yeah. ears go yeah. like a like, kind of a yeah. thing. So typically speaking, we're going to go outside of body language and more into neuro-linguistic programming. So NLP for short. Yep. And basically what that might potentially indicate is that you are more auditorily inclined. So you get more, you 
when you're listening to something, you tend to, to cock your head like that to open <laughs> up the ears, so yeah. to speak. Um, that's one indication that you are, you resonate with auditory versus visual versus kinesthetic. I am a highly kinesthetic person. If people are watching the video in our conversation, you'll yeah. see I'm just, my move a lot because that's I, what I, I, that's what I thought I was, that's what I thought I was. This is interesting stuff. But I, I, with the, with the head thing as well, I, I, th I feel I'm very aware when I do do it. So maybe I don't do it all the time, but when I do do it, I kind of think, you're not a dog. Stop doing it, kind of thing. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's it's completely fine. Um, okay. And and to be honest, we all have visual, auditory, and kinesthetic tendencies. Mm -hmm. It's just okay. Which one is potentially more dominant? And sometimes it changes in situations. But I know myself well enough that I'm I'm pretty kinesthetic all the time. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> cool. Okay. Have you got a particularly high tech? productivity resource or a particularly low-tech productivity resource i see in the background i see that awesome big whiteboard love it yeah yeah it's up to you what you want to talk about um let's go low-tech because yep. i feel like that's not talked about much um so yeah i have a huge whiteboard i've noticed that i, I like handwriting things when i need to focus on mm -hmm. something but then i go digital in other arenas but uh, so health is obviously one important factor of life in general. So one of my goals is to drink these six, six uh, large cups of glasses of water. And so one low tech thing is I make it a little competition with myself, <laughs> um, mildly embarrassing, uh, that on my, on my refrigerator, I've got like a little small dry erase board. And every time I pour one of the glass of waters, I put a check mark. And so the goal is to reach six each day or do better than the yeah. day before. And, <laughs> And I can never like, if I only say that there's four up there, I'm like, no, I got to do the same as yesterday. <laughs> Late as night, just chugging water. Yeah, just yeah honestly. <laughs> yeah. And so I do that with uh, drinking water as well as I've recently started incorporating that in writing because I want to write more consistently. Yeah. So the goal right now is a thousand words a day. So on, I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I put check next to each day. Same with workouts, like just seeing that visually in front of my face and not hidden somewhere in a window of my computer. Oh, no, it's lovely it, checking stuff off, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little zing of endorphins. I love it. I like, I see on your whiteboard as well. I like the color code, and you got black, blue, red. I like that as well. Yeah, I like, I like yeah. it. I look pretty. I was yeah. one of the people who made my revision schedule and spent more time on the revision schedule than actually revising, making it look all pretty as well. <laughs> right, yeah. I used to have like icons and I probably will bring them back. Like I paint in these icons of different pillars of my business. Um, so like, you know, if it was a podcast, it'd be like yeah. the play icon thing or something oh, just cool. so I can visually see it. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. What do you, would you say is, you've given us a lot there, but what would you say is one of your key alpha habits? Recently, within the last six weeks, I have been diligent and consistent about morning meditation. And I almost hate to say that because I feel like everybody says that, but <laughs> it's that powerful. It really is. Um, I started listening to some shocker meditations until I felt like I could, you know, go through it on my own and then some visualization things. But that morning meditation and sometimes it's five minutes sometimes it's 20 minutes just yeah. depends on what i'm needing but the fact to get into your body into the moment feel your strength and power rather all that worry and self-doubt and self-deprecation all that stuff that we all have um and then visualize the thing you want as if it's in the present moment 
uh, it just gives me the energy and power and focus for the rest of the day to actually do the things that I should have been doing a long time ago. And one thing to help with that is I finally, finally created a rule for myself, no television until uh, like six o'clock at night. Cause I would, I would good. completely bluff myself into like, Oh, if I just watch some YouTube videos, but it's of somebody really important giving a lecture, that's okay. But it turns your brain <laughs> off, you know, in a completely different way. So no television, it's easier than it sounds. Trust me. And then morning meditation. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a good one. Um, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? I can't tell you who specifically this came from because I think it probably came from a few people. It just took me forever to actually hear it. Uh, but the first is uh, throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> because, yeah, because I overthink things consistently. Um, I, I want to make sure all everything, all the ducks are in a row kind of a thing. And I think that's held me back in different areas. And, um, and the other is, is trust, trust your gut, like trust your intuition. I know I have good intuition about people, mm -hmm. but I think I was always hesitant to take certain steps forward, specifically in the business. Um, because I felt like, Oh, but you know, Tim Ferriss is smarter than me. So maybe I should do what he says to do, even though I don't feel 100% aligned with that alignment yeah. is a big issue. So gather up the information, but then go with your gut because it's going to be more fun that way. It's going to be easy. So you're to the wake up question now. So this is where we ask you, if you were to wake up tomorrow, I assume you're going to do a little bit of meditation, but there was no, there was no business. There was nothing. You're starting from scratch. You no contacts apart from your immediate family. Um, okay. What would it was a, you could go in any direction basically it's a clean slate, but you still knew everything we've just talked about. What would you do in that first day, that first week? All right, the dog better be with me. That's yeah, yeah. The dog, close, better, close friends okay. and family. Okay. We say then very close. Okay. Very first thing I would do. I'm not to say that I won't do other stuff, but the first thing that I just feel like I would do is go to a public area like a park or a cafe or something and just watch people <laughs> i don't know like that there's something about that, that i feel like it puts me in the mindset of not worrying about my current situation and just focusing on others and then it would probably give me enough time and clarity to figure out the strategy of how i'm going to build up you know whatever i need to build up to call friends and family but there's something about going to a public place that feels right in that scenario do you think in a week or two, you'd pretty much have sort of sucked straight back into your normal daily routine? Because it seems like you've, you've kind of found what you want to do. And if you had a second chance or you wouldn't really do anything different almost at this stage. Sure, I'd do something different because I yeah. think we all are constantly growing. So if you mm -hmm. talk to me in six months to two years, something's going to change. Yeah. But at the same time, I also, I really don't believe in regrets because of every regret I've had, I have learned something important. I think that if I were still me and nothing else changed in the core of me, I would, I would be doing what I'm doing now. There's no doubt. What's the one question you wished I'd asked or you thought I should have asked and I didn't? Oh, great question. I love that question. <laughs> Cause I, so that's a really good tip. I don't know if your listeners picked up on that, but that's a really good question to ask, especially in sales because it get you know helps you in the mind get into the mindset of that person so it's a phenomenal question <laughs> well this is going to be just purely selfish but i 
like, how do people get in touch with me? <laughs> that, that comes, don't worry. I always finish that. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. So assuming that one's around the bend. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, again, this is just knee-jerk subconsciousness, but uh, maybe, like, what do you consider to be an alpha? Uh, yeah. Okay. I like that one. So yeah. what do you consider to be an alpha? Kind of a fascinating question because the word success is thrown around very loosely and and I feel like most people consider success to be you know basically measured by their bank account um but I'm sure you know people like this as well who have great bank bank accounts but they're assholes so Mm -hmm. yeah and And their life isn't that good surprisingly yeah so right right so I feel like an alpha here's another book recommendation but I'm, I'm currently reading choose yourself by James Altucher, he talks about, and this isn't new news, but he talks about the mental, physical, spiritual pillars. And then I also would tack on business or financial because that is, you know, we need money to live. Yeah. So I feel like an alpha is somebody who has those four pillars together, you know, to hold up the structure that is their life. I think that if one of those pillars is missing, then you're not, you haven't reached your true alpha. You know, no. uh, somebody who's introspective as well as constantly looking to grow. Well, that's what I like. It's that I think it is a constant kind of, if you think you're doing well, then you've got to check all these four key areas and you just like, you're trying to get it. And I just, it's a constant pursuit, which is what I like as well. And it just, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think, like, I think the true alphas are never going to get there. Like someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that guy, he's never going to put his feet up and think, yeah, I've done all right. That's that. He's, he's always going, man. Always on. Right. Right. Exactly. And I'm weary of people who think that they have all the answers in any area of life. So I love watching lectures from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. And he, when he talks about uh, science, they get more excited about the things they don't know Mm. than the things that they do. And I think that if more people apply that to their lives, like I don't know this and that's cool. So let me go seek it out rather than putting up the wall of, Oh, that's, that file is complete. I know everything (laughs) about that. Um, I'm really weary of those individuals because I think, you know, universe is going to bitch slap them at some point. (laughs) You know, Uh, I love the way you put that. (laughs) I think that could be the tagline for your Watch out for people who say no. I think universe is gonna bitch slap them very soon. It's gonna happen at some point. At some you. point. <laughs> okay, who is the one? Who do you think I should interview next or very soon? You know, I might go with James Altucher because he's not somebody, and he wouldn't consider himself to be an alpha. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty much done. Cool. That's awesome. I, I hope you enjoyed it. But uh, yeah. How people can get a hold yeah, of no, We're almost done. I was just oh, okay. going to say. <laughs> no, I had kind of half forgotten as well. It's getting late here. You can see it's gone from light to dark here. Um, it's been a long day. <laughs> What's the best way people can get in contact with you if they want to know more? Absolutely. So if they go to observeconnectinfluence.com, that is my website. And if they like, I have a master communicator workbook that they can download for free. Mm-hmm. Of course, if they just give me their name and email address and then we'll be best friends. Um, <laughs> oh, I like it. Well, there's, I think there's one person that's going to go and download that. <laughs> You're going to see awesome. my email pop up and we, love it. We can be best friends then. Wow. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> awesome. If you ever need anything and I can help out in any way, 
you know, I'd like to try and return the favor in any way, shape or form. Definitely. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to manifest an excuse to get over to the UK again. So uh, ah. if I'm out there, I'll definitely give you a holler. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. To mark our 50th episode week, we are giving away copy of the number my number one best-selling book the new rules of success to everyone who gets on the facebook awaken your alpha page likes it give us a simple private message telling me you like it and what you like and i will get you a digital copy over to you instantly and thanks for your support guys really love it share t- share tell your friends and i hope to speak to some of you this weekend about the alpha way intensive men and get some of you up leveling your life the awaken your alpha podcast Live limitless.